There we go. All right, welcome back. Welcome to, back to the Two by Two podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Harold, and we are from Burlington Baptist Church, and uh, we use this time to kind of dissect uh, Harold's sermon from the past week. We do some church announcements, and we get kind of sidetracked with a bunch of other stuff too. But we do. Uh, sometimes, but, <laughs> sometimes we do. Um, you're gonna pray us in, and uh, could you pray that I don't spill coffee on anything else? This he week? spilled coffee on about everything in the room, so uh, <laughs> got it covered. But thank you for joining us. Let's pray, Father. You're good. And we love you, and uh, we love your word. Help us to be uh, good students of your word and doers of your word. And uh, we thank you for our church and just the blessing it is to gather and to study your word together. And uh, we want to have a God-honoring biblical church. And so bless this uh, discussion we have today about deacons and uh, what a blessing they are to the church. And uh, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So you... uh you hit us with, we got deacon um, election coming right. up at church here. And we spent a little bit of a time talking about um, the qualifications for deacon and what it lays out in the Bible as a qualification for a deacon. And um, some interesting stuff in there. I mean, we're going to yeah. get to a lot of the, the meat and potatoes of what you talked about. I wanted to tell you that I think I have spent, I'm 44. So of those 44 years, I'm, I'm upper 30s in church, <laughs> of that in church. And I don't know if I've ever heard a pastor speak specifically about, you know, a deacon ordination or the, you know, and I thought it was really good. I thought you did a really good job. And I, you know, I'm not saying that because we're on camera. I I really do. Um, So talk a little bit about, uh, just generalize for us and then we'll start breaking down. Yeah, well, I'm a little extra, uh, I guess I've studied deacons a little bit more than maybe, I I was a deacon. Right. And uh, 1999 became a deacon and uh, kind of, I feel like what I had, first saw in in deacons wasn't what i was expecting and uh anyway i had a few bad experiences actually when i went to seminary and i really probably the first paper i wrote was about deacons nice. uh, what what are deacons supposed to look like what are they supposed to be doing and uh because i you know i wanted to be faithful in that and uh the most instructions we have in the scriptures uh, is about qualifications right not so much about what deacons uh how they look in a church. I, th- I think there's some flexibility there as yeah. far as uh, how they're structured and uh, what exactly they do. And there's different needs in different churches. And, and deacons from Act 6 certainly uh, take care of needs that the church has so that, uh, you know, pastors can study and pray. And uh, that's all discussed in Acts chapter 6. But so uh, Paul gives Timothy these instructions here in First Timothy 3. And uh, just mentions, you know, it's these characteristics of uh, deacons that are important. And uh, I, I mentioned in there some things. You know, these are present tense, dignified, not double-tongued, uh, not big drinkers, not greedy, uh, understanding the faith, being tested, blameless. And uh, I tried to really say... We're not sinless. None of us could serve if right. you had to be sinless. We're right. sinners. Uh, but we're hopefully progressing in our faith and uh, worthy of respect. Uh, maybe we haven't always been. Sure. But we've, we've grown. And, right. and uh, maybe we were greedy, but we're, we, we've kind of tried to, with the Lord's help, not be greedy. And, and uh, just all of these things is kind of where we are right, right, right now. I mean, we're all young and probably sinners. We're sinners and, and foolish, and and so we, we progress. And, you know, a lot of times uh, churches will say you got to be 25 or something to 
to be yeah. nominated. And, and I think that the good part about that is because uh, we're to be grown in our faith and uh, uh, to be tested. You know, there has to be some time period there sure. to, to be tested and sure. uh, good standings and, and uh, raising our kids well and, and some of those kind of things. So uh, I think it's important every now and then to just go back and look at these qualifications. And uh, again, not not to, to expect perfection in any of them, but to hopefully see some progress in these various areas, and uh, I think that's important. That's it. and it's good. And it's not only, you know. So I, I became a deacon, um, I think about five years ago, and um, it was one of those things where I always grew up in a small in smaller churches. You know, and then I came to this church, which for which for me was a pretty pretty good sized church. And the guys I knew. You know, I knew them at church. I knew them outside of church because everybody, you know, our community down in, in Bellevue was so small. And so I thought I had a, a really good view of what a deacon w- was supposed to be. Yeah. And then when I got asked to be one, my immediate response was, oh, you got the wrong guy. Yeah, y- sure. You know, I think y- we all yeah. <laughs> get that. You know, so um, for the, for those who are interested in it and uh, lay out a little bit what you think the job of the deacon is in the church. I think that's important. You know, yeah. for those, for those guys who see, cause you know, our deacons, we know who they are, yeah. but there's a lot of things that goes on behind the scenes Sunday morning and, and, and during the week that you don't get to see. So let, yeah. let's hear. So, about. so the word diakonos is servant. And, uh, I mentioned sometimes it's a general term for servant and, and there's a lot of servants in the church. And I mentioned, you don't have to be a deacon to be a servant. Uh, but specifically in, First Timothy three eight. This deacons is the office of a deacon, and so these are, I like to refer to them as the leading servants in the church, the pastor, the elders. They're the servant leaders. They they lead servant leaders, but deacons are leading servants. They they're serving right. wherever there's need right. and needs change. Uh, I mentioned our deacons have been super helpful during the pandemic. They they've helped help us park outside when we had services, help us seat inside, help clean between services, uh do a ton of those things that, you know, last year they didn't do those things. Right. But so the needs change, obviously in the early church, the the widows were being neglected. And so they, they called together, you know, some men, seven men, full of the spirit. They looked out there and said, "Let's find some, uh, some men who can meet the needs of our widows and make sure they're not neglected, so we can, you know, study, preach, pray." And so the deacons just—they come alongside the pastor, the staff, uh, wherever there's a need, they they jump in there. And uh, you know, I've been blessed at three churches to have just awesome deacons yeah. who wanted to serve. And uh, I. I, like I said, when I became a deacon in 1999, I wanted to serve. I, d- I didn't care about deciding what color of carpet. I, I wanted to serve. <laughs> and uh, and some, some are, some's a bad structure. Some right. some make all the decisions for the church. I don't think that's biblical. Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, having uh, pastors, elders who exercise oversight, teach, lead, and, and then having the deacon body that, that really serve alongside them, uh, I mean, healthy churches have uh, a strong relationship between pastors and deacons, yeah. and they're helping each other. They're not fighting each other. They're not bossing each other. They're they're serving the church. And uh, when you get that right, and you get the right men leading, serving that way, it's a, it's a beautiful picture, and in the way it should be. Yeah. I think it's a very fluid job sometimes too, yeah. because I, you know, um, my first my first term as a deacon, we were in between pastors. Yeah. And and the job of the deacon body becomes very very different, right? Because 
you know, you're trying to, you're trying to guide and you're trying to let this committee do this. And generally there's a couple, if you have a pastor search committee or a worship pastor search committee, just generally a deacon or two that probably is on those. Right. So, so those, those jobs become different and then you throw in upward and, and some yeah. of the stuff that Carl and Dan and those guys do and, and Greg, you know, it, it becomes very, a very fluid job. Right. Um, so, but, but the closeness yeah. that you end up getting with the guys you serve with. I mean, you know, there's nothing better than going over to somebody's house, a bunch of dudes, just getting somebody's landscape bed and yeah. just work together. Yeah. You know, caring for widows sure. and, uh, you know, our deacons have different widows and that they check yeah. on the family and, ministry. Yeah. The, the word deacon, diakonos is, is a word that means make waiting tables. Right. You know, you, you rope your sleeves and serve. Right. And, uh, if, if you're looking for something else, if you're looking for a position instead of serving, you, you need to go find something else. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the qualifications, um, and you know, we talked before we got up here, we, we kind of talked about it. And, and one of them that is, that is very close to me is the, um, husband of one wife. Yeah. Yeah. Or one woman. Yeah. So um, I, let me just, you know, that'd been something I've studied a lot just because, uh, you know, I, I was early on taught that, you know, not divorce was what that meant. And uh, I, you don't want to be sure about that. And uh, I, I, as I mentioned Sunday, I don't think that's a good interpretation of that. It, Paul didn't use the word divorce. He could have. He didn't. He he uses one woman, man, uh, literally is what that means. Uh, but they're they're faithful to their wives. And uh, I mean, I mean, so it's not uh, it, it's not married or divorce. It's it's faithful to your wife, a one woman, man. And I said, you know, you could be looking at pornography you, you that disqualifies you sure you you could be a big flirt and you can flirt with your wife good that's good but if you're flirting with unless the pastor picks on you for flirting with your wife well that's a good thing though just, <laughs> give it back to him yeah that's okay don't I, i'm sorry about that no no don't be sorry yeah but uh so you can flirt with other women and you're not a you're, you're not devoted to your wife and so uh and just the real concern there is that sometimes in some churches, that's the one question that they'll ask someone. Have you ever been divorced? And uh, and so uh, if Paul had said never divorced, then that's good. Ask the question. But he didn't say that. And uh, and then we treat that one requirement different than the yeah. others. The others are where you are right now. I mentioned, you know, not greedy for money. Well, there, there was a time in my 20s I was greedy. It doesn't say, have you ever been greedy? Because if it did, I, I'm not qualified. Sure. Oh, me, same here. Yeah. Same it's, here. it's where you are now. Well, there's a lot of those that if it meant never, ever. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I would have been in big trouble, right? Not I'm, giving to much wine. I, I mentioned, you know, you yeah. might have got drunk at your senior prom. Yeah. Does that mean that, you're never able to serve? No. We we, we couldn't find any, could right. we? Not, not, not many. Yeah. Not many. And so it's 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 where you are now. And, and so to take this one requirement out and say, have you ever? Right. Uh, I, I just think it's not the right way to to deal with that, and so I, I'm I'm convinced that it's faithful to your wife. Now you you might have gone through divorce, and, and God hates divorce. I, I mentioned that, and He sure. hates lying, stealing, gossip. Sure. He He hates sin, and so let, let's not treat one differently than the other. God hates those sins, and if we're in those, we're not qualified. But if we're making progress. Then I then I think we we can be, and I, I think we can find forgiveness for for any. Sin, thankfully, I'm thankful about that. I mean, well, you yeah. might sin differently, but sure. we can find forgiveness. Oh, sure. We probably us. do. You know, and, and we, we were talking about it earlier, and then I've got kind of a personal story on this particular note. But um, you know, we talked about that's a divisive yes. one, right? Yeah. It's extremely divisive, and it's one of those ones where it it 
if you think one way or the other, it basically makes it unpardonable for church service. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, and, and and I'm not picking on anybody's interpretation. We, you know, we talked about Mark ten twelve, which is for a husband to, you know, uh, to become divorced and marry another. It, you, you know, yeah. you would probably want to read it because I'm going to do a bad job of paraphrasing it. But so you mentioned divisive, and right. and it can be. And I and I, I I love to study the God's word, and and uh, and I, I'd probably have people that I, I'm sure I have people. I know that would disagree with with. I've studied it, and if you've studied it, and you come to a different conclusion, and that's okay. Uh, you know, you've, Lots you've of got different to theologies, that's divide sure. your word. I, in my first church, this was a divisive issue. Okay, and uh, uh, and, I, and I, you know, I don't, you know, preachers, we don't want to be divisive about stuff. But uh, at the same sense, I, I want to divide the word, and and I don't want to be thought of as liberal. Right. Because I've studied something and, <laughs> right. and I want to be true to it. Sure. And what I've studied is different than what I was taught. Uh, but anyway, yeah. uh, somebody had asked us about uh, Mark ten twelve. If it's talking about uh, whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her, and if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. And so, yes, I, I believe it. I believe that if you weren't biblically divorced and you remarry you commit adultery yep. and so uh i mean that has some ramifications there, there's been times where i've not done a few uh, a wedding for someone because uh i didn't feel like they had a biblical divorce right. and they wanted to get and I, I was like i can't as a pastor help you to sin sure uh i'm not trying to cast judgment on them i'm just saying right. i don't feel like i can in good conscience help you do something that i think is sinful Sure, but then I said, in the same sense, if if you if you've been divorced and you're remarried, and uh, and I mean you've repented of your adultery, I don't believe you live in adultery. I, I believe there's forgiveness of that. Sure, and uh, and some people disagree with that. that, that right. They they take that as to why you're not able to be a deacon is because you're living in adultery. Right, and uh, and so I mentioned Psalm one nineteen one sixty. The sum of your word is truth. Uh, I don't find anywhere else in Scripture of something that that you could do and not find forgiveness. Right. I think the the blood that Jesus shed on the cross is is sufficient to forgive us of any sin. Sure. And so uh, I, I think that there's forgiveness for in in a we certainly wouldn't recommend someone who's been remarried to get a divorce so that they're not living in a don't we, we're not wanting to sin again. Right. And so uh, I, I think that I think it's a I think it is adultery. I think you should confess that to God. But I think you can enjoy his forgiveness, and uh, I, then that kind of leads to more conversations. Where you're saying you can sin and just act. I don't think you should intentionally sin, right. but I, but I think you can confess your sins and find his forgiveness. And I don't see anything else in Scripture that says you know if if you've done one thing, you're not ever able to serve. Right. Uh, and I mentioned right. Moses murdered someone. Yeah. David committed adultery. Yeah. Uh, Paul, and killed someone. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's there's forgiveness and uh you know I had him killed. I guess he didn't kill him, but he put him on the front so he knew that he wasn't coming back. But yeah. If you were a pastor or deacon and you're going through a divorce, then you want to step down and deal with that and and again it's present tense. You're you're presently right. Not, oh, and, and so other you gotta kind of take where you're at and, and see how it lines up. Well, and, you know, uh, and, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you my story. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but uh, when it, when they asked me, when they called and said, "Hey, you know, you you were voted on to to be a deacon. We would like for you to pray about it and think about it." Um, the first call I made was to my uncle Blaine, sure, um, who's one of my heroes. He don't think he listens to this, so I can I can I can yeah. spout about him because he is one of my heroes. And uh, I called him and I said, "Hey, you know, of all the people, 
that, that I really care about. I want to know, I, you know, I've been divorced. Is this going to bother you? And he, you know, he said, Danny, he said, you know, <laughs> he said, yeah. you know, I know who you are now and I knew who you were then. Right. And uh, he said, cause you know, cause I think if it did, if it was going to bother her, I probably wouldn't have sure. done it. Sure. Um, but um, you know, he's super supportive he, and he always is of any, pretty much anything I do, even if it's a stupid yeah. idea, but um, you know, that, that really made me kind of at peace with it. And um, you, you know, as you look and, and I've said this a million times, and this is not an excuse, but if you're expecting a church led by sinless people, there would be a very empty platform sure. on the, on, you know, yeah. me included. Uh, I'm not going to speak for anybody on my team. I think I can probably say that you've probably sinned once or twice. Absolutely. You know, there's no yeah. sin. Today. Today. <laughs> Today. And, and so not to make a lot of sin, but right. right. We're, we're, sure. we're sinners. We're sinners. Sure. And for all of sin, if all short of the glory of God. And, and I'm saying, you know, I, I, like I said, there's people I know and love would disagree. My dad, he might disagree with me right. on this. Uh, and I've had men who were nominated to serve as deacons who had been divorced and who said, I, I, I don't feel like I can. Right. And I respect that. I don't want them to do something sure. against their conscience. Sure. I, I want to say that as your pastor, uh, I've studied this and I, I feel comfortable with you serving because you are faithful to your wife, which is, I think, what Paul is saying. But uh, I don't want anybody to go against their conscience on and, that. And you know this, and, and I don't know if he listens either, but we won't say his name, but the same person that brought that up to you, I served with, who was de- you know, as a deacon, and unbelievably supportive of me. Yeah. And we had sure. sideline conversations about, you know, hey, you know, yeah. this bothers you, let's talk about it, yeah. you know, and an amazing person, right? but just a different theological belief on that particular thing. Right. Sure. So that doesn't have to be divisive. Yeah. And these don't, these are, these are certainly not, these are secondary things. Right. And, uh, we can love each other and disagree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned, uh, I, I don't think, uh, pastors, leaders, deacons should, should drink, uh, alcohol because it's a stumbling block. At least I don't think they should boast in it and sure. post it. And, uh, I, you know, I know some people disagree with that. I, I'm not saying that it's it's sinful to drink. Uh, I'm saying that it, I use myself. If someone sees me drinking, it's a stumbling block. And uh, Paul said, you know, I, I'd give up meat if it caused my brother to stumble. And uh, and so I think there's times when we, we, ought, we, we give up some freedoms for the, for the sake of the church and, and for the weak and, and for the glory of God. And, uh, that's okay with me. Uh, it might be a bigger issue for somebody else not to, to give up those freedoms. I, I do think we had those freedoms, mm-hmm. uh, but I, but I think we put those behind. And I, I just I, I want people to to understand that you know there are lots of people who struggle with alcohol and have been yeah. in uh, difficult marriages because of alcohol or been raised in homes that yeah. were abusive because of alcohol, and it's just a stumbling block to some people. And uh, again, I I'm not mad at anybody who disagrees with that. I I I love you, and you know I think we can disagree on that. Side, yeah. So and you know and I mean in in our in our Sunday school classes, um, you know that's come up a lot. We've talked about that. And, and the one thing that I, I think that you have said to me that really stuck out was, and it wasn't about, we started about drinking and then went to something else, but if I'm cutting my grass on Sunday and somebody drives by and sure. that bothers them, I might want to talk to them about it and I might have to reevaluate and cut my grass on Saturday. Sure. You know, it's kind of the same kind of thing. Now, yeah. the, the effects of cutting my grass are probably not like the effects yeah. of, of alcohol. Well, and, but, and but, so we, we look at the context and uh, when I first started ministry, that was a, that would have been a big deal. Yeah. And so I, I wouldn't, Cut my, but if my neighbor cut theirs, I'm not thinking of that sinner. You know, you know, I'm not thinking that <laughs> right, way, but I'm right. thinking I don't want to hurt someone else's right uh, witness of that. I, I think there's the freedom to do that, but yeah. 
you we give up freedoms for the for the sake of you do of, of the gospel you know, for sure. Giving up a little freedom to get a bunch of freedom. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, Christ really, gave up his. I mean, he gave up heaven to yeah. come here for me. I'm, I'm, yeah. you know, kind of joy. And and you know, like I said, you know, there's a, I mean, even in this respect, you know, we're we're when we were operating, you're looking at seven fifty, eight hundred on a Sunday. Sometimes, you can't expect that every person sitting in there thinks the same way or believes the same, you know, I think we believe the same thing that Jesus Christ died for, you know, for our sins and and, and to get me into heaven. I believe that. And if you're sitting in there and you don't believe it, we'd like to talk to you. Those are the main things. I mean, and you know, here's the, I've I've had this conversation with people who get, get kind of angry when we disagree about it. We're family. Right. And, uh, my family, we don't always agree on everything. I'm not kicking them out of my family because we disagree on where we're going to eat <laughs> eat on Sunday. You know, yeah. it's silliness sometimes. Yeah. And so have some discussions and study. I mean, study it and then have some discussions. And yeah. and, and it's okay to, to see some things differently, yeah. especially secondary things. And, the, you know, it's one thing that going to a Christian school, uh, college, and, and getting my degree was is if you do it exegetical, and get in different spots, and then let's 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 mend these together. You can come up with a pretty. I mean, it's pretty clear for you. Yeah. Um, there are some. You know, when you talk about faith and works and stuff like that, there are some very very hazy areas where you can just take 150 different verses about it and get. But these kind of things, you can look in there and go. Yeah. There's not a sin in this world that Jesus didn't die to forgive me of, yeah. or to cover for me. Yeah. So. Let's let's look into this a little bit a little bit more. Yeah, and I mean I think that's what they, like I said drinking and 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 being divorced that's with anything. Yeah, you know. And so uh, we study mm-hmm. and uh, we ask the Spirit to help us. And we we here's the here's where the rub sometimes is is what we've been taught or our tradition sure. is is more influential than what the Word says. Right. And uh, and so if we we feel like we've studied something that's different than what study it some more. You, you know, but it, it's funny you say that. And uh, uh, we, we, we talk about a lot of stuff and it's pretty nice because, uh, you know, we, we have a good relationship and a good friendship and I'm, and I'm blessed to have that with you. One of the things about the Baptist church as I was starting to get into my 20s was the bylaws. Right. And each church has a constitution. Then there's a Southern Baptist thing of bylaws. And I thought, what? How pompous of a group of people to go. Here's what the Bible says. We're, we're going to make it better. Yeah, that's not exactly what went on, but that was kind of my attitude, yeah. right? So it's one of those things where, where if you look at these extra things like these bylaws and these things that are written in, if there's a struggle with that, go back to the Bible. Yeah, and get hey, in there. Just, just a quick story here. I, yeah. I can remember uh, Phil Ashcraft, the guy in Danville. I can remember sitting in his office. We he, he visited the church, and he was asking some questions, and he was he, he studied, and I just I love that guy. We were talking about this one time because he he had married uh, his wife had been divorced mm-hmm. and uh, an abusive relationship. Right, he never had been. But anyway, he asked me about that. And and here I just I was young in ministry and I gave him an answer that well you know there's this this is agreements disagreements about what that means and so we just we err on the conservative side is what I said. Right, and he I can remember him looking at me and saying, so you're saying it's okay to err from God's word. And I had never thought about that. Right. And, and basically, what you said to say, well, I'll just make it a little, little stronger than sure. if I don't know. Sure. And uh, that really pierced my heart to say, no, I want it to be his way. Right. Not okay. We'll just err on what I've always. And that that was that was eye opening. Well, me. and you know, and 
without going down a big rabbit hole here, uh, Uncle Blaine did a Bible study on on Paul, where where when Paul's talking about, um, you know, I have something that's a thorn in my side, and I've prayed to God take it away. There are all sorts of things that people think that was. It was his eyesight. Was it his? Uh, uh, did he have a sexual issue? Did you know all this other stuff, right? But but ultimately, we don't know. We don't know, no. right? So don't use that particular instance. Yeah. To form your whole view of the rest of that part of, of yeah. Revelation, what he's telling you is, or I'm sorry, of, of, of the book of Romans. We're going through Revelation. Yeah. In the, but of that book of, you know, that section of Romans, because that's a thick section of Romans, right? Yeah. So what he's telling you is, God may not remove it if you ask him to remove it, because he has a he has a plan and a purpose for that. Amen. So it doesn't matter what it is. It's just something. Alistair. He's got this saying that the main things are the plain things, and the plain things are the main right. things. And I thought, man, that's, that's good. I <laughs> that mean, is good. Get down in the weeds sometimes, and and then let me just mention one other thing, and we'll be maybe done with this. Uh, oh, you will be done. You know, sometimes it's hard to get men to serve as deacons. It is, and and sometimes they had a bad experience, or you know, uh, for those who serve well as deacons, acquire good standing for themselves and great boldness in the faith. Uh, and the the reward. Uh, I mean, I think about. I mean, I can think back over the years of of, of church life and just think about some men who served and uh, were were examples. I think of the guy named Mister Denny. He he was old, but he had his deacon families and he wrote them cards and he checked on them and he prayed for them. He was concerned some of them were lost. And yeah. uh, I, when I think of deacons, I I just think man, he was just the highest respected. And you you can think. Oh, Ken and Debbie Loudon, you, you yeah. know, Ken, yeah. we, we, Ken and I would get, of course, when we were allowed, you know, to go to the hospital yeah. and visit people, yeah. we'd be walking in the hospital at nine o'clock in the morning. Here comes Ken out of a room, you know, yeah. and, and I'm not, sure. you know, I'm not saying that the, the other guys don't do it right. Cause well, Julian and those guys, you know, yeah. are on top of that stuff. And, and, but it, it kind of makes you feel really good yeah. that, Hey, you know, I, um, I'm, we're going to go check on these people. And a lot of people think, well, you work at church. You should be going to check on them. Then you then, then you see one of your deacons walking. I say, hey, guys, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. how's it going? It's, it's great. And so, it's great. Uh, you know, God opposes the proud. He gives grace to the humble. And so those who just serve, I mean, they're such yeah. a blessing in, in ministry. And uh, and then, then I just said, you, you know, it it's going to be tough sometimes. Yep. And, uh, I, you know, I don't ever want someone to think, oh, well, the Preacher said it's going to be easy. No, it's going to be tough sometimes, and church goes through tough stuff. And uh, and I'm I've seen people get up and leave deacon meetings and and not come back. And and so I'm not saying it's easy, but you stand before God, and Him say, "Well done, good and faithful servant." And and you served His church, man. That's that's the highest calling. Well, you know, I mean, and that's the thing is, you know, the the, the really neat part about. Uh, Serving as a deacon, when I rotated off, I got to talk to two fellows who are deacons now, younger guys, guys that I am friends with and, and love. And the interesting part was they had the same questions I did. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm ready, and I don't. Well, you're probably not, you know. But <laughs> but yeah. you'll get there, and that's what this is kind of kind of about. But the interesting thing is, is they asked me, they were like, you know, what are the meetings like? And I said, well, you might leave a meeting. Yeah. And and it did not go the way you thought it was going to go when you went out because because. People are passionate about God's service, right? Yeah. And and um, and that's okay. Yeah. And everybody in that room is still your brother and that you love them and everything. Because you're going to have some conflict, and you know that. You know yeah. it, it doesn't have to be about everything. And um, 
but um, you're going to have some of that, and someone's not going to agree just like this. Someone's not going to agree exactly yeah. like you do. And, but ultimately, you are brothers in Christ. You yeah. pray about it, and your 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 goal is to serve the church. Yeah. And if yeah. you remember, everybody's coming from that from that place, and you know, there's nothing you can't come up, you know, yeah. overcome or whatever. So yeah. So, great calling to to serve is it's a awesome that God would use you to serve His His bride. Amen. And then this the last thing is, but there's some qualifications and if you don't want to be tested and you don't want to pursue and grow and then don't, don't serve. If, if right. you, if you want to live any way you want to don't serve, it's, it's that to me, it's that simple. Don't, don't bring reproach on Christ church because when you take a position, people are going to look to you and they're going to keep their eyes on you and like it or not, that's just the way it is. And so if, if you're not willing to, Give up some freedoms and and serve and grow and then don't don't serve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or it might not be your time. Yeah, you know, sure. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm thankful for. I mean, we got some good deacons here. And they've been super helpful this year in particular. It's been yeah this year and you know like I said and and it really I kind of think it really forces that group together in a time where you're in between yeah. pastors. Yeah, when you're you serving know? too, you yeah. you don't have to bicker about. Silly stuff. No. You, you. No. There's plenty to do, and, and so, <laughs> I mean, a pandemic for deacon ministry is a, a blessing. And people don't have to nitpick the deacon. What are they doing? Well, <laughs> they're serving. Plenty. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. here every week doing serving, and so praise the Lord for that. Um, so let's talk about. Uh, we'll talk about just uh, just a couple a couple things here. We got a lot of things that are kind of kind of going on. Um, this. Week was our first week of the eight thirty, nine thirty, ten forty five. How do you think it went? Yeah, I, I was uh, pleasantly surprised that our yeah. eight thirty service was. As, yeah, it's pretty as, good. Yeah, yeah, and uh, some singers in there, by the way. All yeah, they were singing. It was good. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was happy there and got to go to Bible study at set the whole time and set the whole time. Yeah, that was a blessing, and uh, you know we want to continue to encourage that and, and maybe add some more classes. We we got to find some rooms, <laughs> but uh, that and then uh, you know I think. So the sixteenth, we're going to have all of our children classes back, Lord willing, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think we've got a, a lot of other people that will sure. be able to come back then, mm-hmm. and uh, it's actually ex- exciting, and uh, we, we have some people traveling, and uh, a lot of them will be getting back for school time, yeah. and uh, so so that's exciting, and uh, yeah, we got everybody for their first name starts with a J out of the office this week with, <laughs> we with uh, Alan Delor- and Doris moving and. Uh, Joining on vacation and everything, so yeah. uh, pray for them as well yeah. Yeah. as uh, as we're going through that. So, um, I thought it went really good. Like I said, we got into a revelation study. We started with chapter one, which is uh, we're pretty. I'm pretty excited about yeah. it. It seemed like everybody was pretty excited about it in, in our clip, which is like I said, new. So we split off a little bit and um, finding different areas of the church and 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 it's kind of neat because you're walking past and they're like well they're not usually in there they're not usually in there and yeah all these people are meeting but it was good to see everybody back yeah. for sure and then this week august 9th um martin's the, i can't remember his first name i should but uh, they are leading worship for us and then they're going to do the words of worship at six o'clock that evening so come for that it should be should be really good um they she is a super sweet lady i have not spoken to him but i've talked to her on the phone a yeah. few times she's just Excited. really really awesome and um uh they kind of travel with their family and come around from nashville and they're going to lead worship that morning and then they're going to have the concert that evening yep. so that's this uh sunday august 9th yep so join us at eight thirty or ten forty five or 
and six o'clock. And uh, yeah, that'll be awesome. if you're looking for a Bible study, we'll find us. We'll we'll put you in one. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. So I'm going to have a new series called uh, "Can't Be Doing That" and talking <laughs> about favorite. combating cultural Christianity. And I was going to start that this week, but uh, I feel like I need to do one more healthy healthy in our heads and uh, just talk about uh, thinking on things that are true. And and so Philippians four. Eight and nine is, is what I'm working on right now. And I, uh, I feel like that's kind of a, something God's really put on my heart about, you know, with this battle that's going on in our yeah. minds and yeah. uh, truth and not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so that's that's what I'm working on for this Sunday. You know, we, and we talked about this before, but, um, you know, the, the book of Philippians where you can really get into the, the mind set yeah. of Christ, right? Yeah. Sure. That's a pretty good place to start when it comes yeah. to you know when it comes to getting your mind right. For Have this mind <laughs> in you that was also in Christ. You know, it's funny. I've a pastor just called me just a few minutes ago, and it, it was just a you know God thing. It just encouraged me, and, and he's always an encourager. Mm-hmm. But uh, this certain video that's out there from a pastor, and it's about mask, but uh, he says some wacky things and. <laughs> And uh, I, I just—is he from Tennessee? Yeah, and okay. I just said, uh, that, <laughs> I, I agree with him about some things, but right. that, that just wasn't helpful. And no. uh, I said, just off the cuff, I'd like to punch him in the mouth. <gasps> and uh, he said, you Yeah, but Jesus, I'm like, thank you for telling me that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that sometimes, uh, and, and like more said, than once a day, generally. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. There's some things that I don't think were helpful for the for the church, but anyway, I shouldn't have brought. Well, there's some, th- you know, but but his. I mean, say, let me do say. Uh, when somebody brings somebody in mind, call them up. And, I mean, that was just a, a timely call for me. It just yeah. really encouraged me. And uh, this this guy's going through some things himself and, uh, you know, called and this was encouraging. Yeah. And we can do that for other people. We can call them and, and God can use us to encourage. And so be thinking about who you can encourage today. Call them yeah. up and and uh, just and just encourage them. Don't even tell them about your woes. Just, just encourage them. Yeah, context me. I love that. I like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you try to, you know, difficult sometimes in this in this season that we're going through to kind of be encouraging because everybody's you know you, you, of course again i get to see a lot of interesting sides of people you i work at a barber shop that's sometimes more like a locker room yeah you know are people mad yeah oh, oh. you know and I, <laughs> and sometimes we'll feed into because we'll get people fired up and yeah. you know just but it, it gives the people a chance to vent yeah. in there but but i mean man the attitude is just yeah it, it's you know it's something that it, Let's let, let our light shine. Yeah, and, I mean, it's uh, just you know, it's kind of funny. You know, I don't, and I like talking to people about it and everything else. And they say, you know, but it doesn't have to be divisive just because we don't think the same way or I don't agree and every, you know, it doesn't. There's no reason we can't still like each other and united I, in Christ. Yeah, uh, you look on Facebook, man, and some of these people are just wanting to fight each other about masks, yeah. and you you put yeah. one on and you don't put one on. Hey, it's a it's a good day to love God and love your neighbor. It is. Even the neighbor you don't agree with. That's right. Yeah. You know, something that you said to me, and I, I, I think it was when you first got it. Well, it wasn't to me, but something that you had said is, you know, we're talking about the love of Christ. And he goes, you know, there's people you care about and the people that are really nice to you. He goes, those are easy yeah. to love. He goes, God even wants you to love the people who are really unlovable. Yeah. And that's the hard part, right? Your enemies. So, yeah. <laughs> August 21st, 10 p.m., 9.30, 10, we're going to go. We got a bunch of food trucks. Um there's four food trucks. We got a pret- the pretzel place, and I can never remember pretzel guys, pretzel, pretzel, yeah, pretzel. pretzel something, but it's going to be good. Then there's uh, Taco Oso. We've got um, the Dreamy Whip, the Dreamy Whip Dave. That guy is awesome. You know, we share kind of a parking lot with him sometimes, but uh, um, he's coming. And then Kona Ice. Uh, we've got 
a possible baptism. If you would like to get baptized, Pastor and I would like to talk to you beforehand, sure, preferably um, to get out there. But it's going to be pretty good. You're going to be gone, so yeah. we'll have somebody speak. I'm going to take my wife out of town before <laughs> school starts back, <laughs> and uh, and maybe Danny will speak. Yeah. I probably but will. I probably good. will. And so. uh, hey, pray for our, our school system. And yes. I was talking to the superintendent yesterday. Just yeah. there's a lot of a lot of questions, a lot of things that have to be dealt with, and a lot of parents and teachers are, are especially you know who have kids trying to figure out uh, if they work, how they're going to take care of the kids on the days that they're not in school. And that's really, I mean, I mean, you don't have to worry about that, but yeah. it's really stressful for a lot of people. And so, pray and my for youngest them. is seventeen. She drives herself. She has a job. So, I mean. Other than it being her senior year yeah. and, and being inconvenient, you know, ultimately I look at, you know, um, Alan who works with me, he's got three little kids yeah. and that, Letty's not that little, but he's yeah. got two well, kindergarten, first, second grade, whatever, um, um, Josie is. And I'm like, yeah, my parents both work, you know, it's just like, geez, yeah. and it's a good time for the church to, to see some opportunities. I mean, you, you might be able to watch your kids, your neighbor's kids for a day, or you, you might be able to take a load off by uh, helping out in some way. And so just opportunities for us to show the love of Christ. So look for those. Did we forget anything? We got a lot. Thank you. Yeah, I think we got everything in there. Yeah, that's fun. You mind, I'll pray us out. Thank you for joining us. Today. Thank you for joining us. We still don't have a sponsor, but um, this has <laughs> been brought to you by my Yeti cup that's supposed to be unspillable that's been knocked all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to get together and discuss your word. Lord, thank you for the, the deacons who serve our church, and, and not only them, but just everybody who, who, who has picked up a task here at, at church and just continue to serve, especially during uh, the season and the time that we're in. Lord, we just thank you so much for them. Um, we hope that, that they notice that that we are noticing the things that they do and we just appreciate them so much. Lord, just thank you for um, your word that, that spells out exactly what we are uh, supposed to do and that we are supposed to strive to, to be good in all of these things, Lord. Uh, just thank you for Harold and him, how he just continues to uh, try to lead us in this time. Lord, we just bless him and just give him uh, some rest every once in a while and have a good trip when him and Jenny go. And uh, we just again thank you for this church and, and, and what you're doing here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.